You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. Should dinosaurs stay extinct? Well, I have dinosaur expert TJ Tiberius Wan joining me today to tell us just that. No, today we are going to be talking about the Jurassic series. Uh, we'll focus a little bit in on the new movie Jurassic World Dominion. But as TJ has yet to see it, we won't focus too much on it. So expect some light spoilers, but nothing too crazy. This is Systematic Ecology. We are the Priest of the Geeks. I've already introduced my co-host, TJ Tiberius Juan Blackwell. I am Joshua Noel. We are both co-hosts of the Whole Church Podcast. And uh, yeah, well, what you been geeking out on lately, TJ? Uh, I started reading a manga series called Undead Unluck. It's pretty good. What's it about? Uh, so in this universe, basically, most people are normal, but... Uh, some people are what they call negators, and they have the power to negate one law of the universe, whether for themselves or for anyone else. Nice. It's pretty interesting. Nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I've, I've really been doing lately, but I am excited to talk about Jurassic movies. Welcome to Jurassic Park. And actually, guys, my one of my favorite memories just of all time was a Jurassic-related memory with TJ and one of our other friends where uh, we went to Universal Studios Islands of Adventure together and it started raining. And we took that opportunity to run around their Jurassic Park because nobody was in it because it was raining yeah. and kind of use the obstacle course to have a water gun fight in the rain. <laughs> Do what? They call it Jurassic Camp. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, great. You don't really want to get wet when you're dry, but if it's already raining, just fire up those water guns. Yeah, it was a fun time. <laughs> it was like a whole rope course, caves. Yeah, it was a, it's a it cool, was great. If, you, if you're close enough to go to Universal Studios, you should check it out. Yeah, especially the caves. I feel like it's like a like a little secret there. And we might be. I think we're going to do a Patreon exclusive review of an Orlando trip we're going to do in September. TJ's going to be going with me. We're going to ride the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride. We're going to ride the Velocicoaster. So if you guys want to hop on Patreon, you could probably check that out sometime in September. But today we're going to be talking about the movies, Jurassic Parks and Jurassic Worlds. The first one came out in uh, like June, the summer of 1993. So like a year and a half after I was born, I was literally raised with these movies. TJ, what was your first introduction to a Jurassic movie? So, I had, I had like a DVD player in my room as a kid, you know, and uh, I can really only remember having three movies that I, you know, didn't lose the discs for. Mm -hmm. and they were Jurassic Park 3, <laughs> uh, Attack of the Clones, and Sunshine, which is a terrifying movie for you know, like a seven-year-old. Uh, however all it was yeah. it's still pretty scary <laughs> but i want to say that's my first mem like actual memory of the jurassic park movies but you know i'd probably seen the others before you know it's kind of ironic because i feel like attack of the clones and jurassic park 3 get a lot of flack from their own fan base yeah yeah they do it's kind of funny that that was like your so is jurassic park 3 like your favorite then I think so. I mean, no. Jurassic Park 1 is my favorite. 
But yeah. I probably like Jurassic Park 3 more than most people like Jurassic Park 1. That Yeah, that makes sense. I think story-wise, obviously the first one's my favorite. The first one's the only one with like an actual original story. The rest of them are, hey, we want dinosaurs. Jurassic Park 3 had an original story. Okay. Jurassic World, the original Jurassic World, that's one of my favorites. Just because I liked the monsters. Like, not the monsters. The dinosaurs looked cool. Big dinosaurs fighting each other. The giant sea dr- dinosaur. I was like, yeah, this is this is why I'm here. That is I true. come to watch giant dinosaurs eat other things. Yeah, I feel like that's most of the appeal nowadays. Yeah. Because the first Jurassic Park is an incredible movie. It's not oh, yeah. just like a good dinosaur movie. It is an incredible film. It is. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Uh, most of the rest of them are just uh, dinosaurs. Yeah. And that works. Yeah. The first one, based off the book, phenomenal. And what was really cool, if you're looking back, thinking about the time it was released, it almost comes off as, if you think about the first Jurassic Park movie, it almost comes off as like, they're not showing you the dinosaurs because it's going to look cheesy, kind of like Jaws. So they're trying to build the suspense and not show it a lot. But then when they do show the dinosaurs, even today, they still look pretty good. Like, I feel like it holds up. Like, that's not one of those that aged poorly. It aged really well, I think. The the 1993 CGI combined with incredible puppeteering mm-hmm. really did what it was supposed to do. And it's solid to this day. Yeah, phenomenal. Like, even just where the T-Rex's eye moves, the way they built that animatronic, I'm like, that still today gets me. I'm like, that, that looks cool. Uh-huh. And I think... So the first one, it is one part great filmography, one part amazing story, one part cool dinosaurs. The rest of them are, I bet people would still spend money if it was just cool dinosaurs. And it uh, turns out we do. Mm-hmm. We do spend money if it's just cool dinosaurs. That's absolutely true. Yeah. In fact, I, I think after the first one, the only fair way to rate Jurassic movies, if you're doing it based off why people are watching it, is it's a zero if... You can't say there was giant dinosaurs fighting each other. And it's a 10 if you do see giant dinosaurs fighting each other. And it was cool. It was cheesy. That's different. But if they're giant dinosaurs fighting each other and it's cool, it's a 10. Otherwise, zero. It's not really yep. a scale with these. Yeah, I've I've probably seen Jurassic Park 3 like upwards of 50 times. And you know how much dialogue I can quote from Jurassic Park 3? <laughs> probably more than I can of most movies. Let's see. I think I can do it all. The whole everything movie? I remember right now. Are you going to do the whole movie right now? No, just everything I remember. Uh, get to the plane. That's Is that it? it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really expected it to be a ton. You know, no. when I was little, Jurassic Park 3 was my favorite because there were giant dinosaurs and it was near the city. But then as I think I got older, I was able to appreciate how the story and stuff was built for the first one. And I'm like, actually, I like that one more. But I I actually really did like the third one. Contrary to popular opinion. No one's here to tell me I'm Josh with the wrong opinions about this one. This is weird, DJ. That's your job. Yeah, I think you're talking about Jurassic Park 2. I don't think so. What's what happened in Jurassic Park 2? They're on Ila Nubar. Uh, it starts with the pan over the beach, and you see the compies. They eat a kid, yada yada. It's the one with all the cars in it. 
No, like I'm thinking about to... the one on a boat. There was a dinosaur on a boat. Okay, then you are talking about Jurassic Park 3, but they weren't in a city. I'm just dumb. <laughs> so there's that. Okay, so I obviously, I give the new Jurassic World a 10 because there was giant dinosaurs fighting each other, and that is literally why I came. They had some cool nostalgia. They tied in a lot of the other themes throughout the movies of whether or not we should be cloning, whether or not there should be dinosaurs brought back. They even addressed, and I kind of want to get TJ's take on this, even though you haven't seen the movie. I don't think you'll mind me telling you this. Contrary to what we said literally five minutes ago, I am willing to spend money on the movie. I just haven't gotten to it yet. (laughs) Yeah. So in the new Jurassic World movie, they complete the genome and they actually are able to make dinosaurs like they originally would look like. So we see a few dinosaurs with feathers. Really? Yeah. Well, now I I am kind of upset. That would have been cool. (laughs) What? That's not even like a point. That's just like a thing that exists. just don't get it. (laughs) Well, how do you feel about dinosaurs with feathers being included? Based. Muy basado. That's good? (laughs) Yeah. I See, at first I thought it was going to be weird. Then it turned out super cool. Like I was like, actually, that's creepier with the feathers. (laughs) Yeah, like it looked more real, which made it creepier. Yeah, giant birds are a lot scarier than most people realize. Yeah. That's why most like ancient civilizations have at least one myth of just a huge bird. And Australians actually just had huge birds. I feel like most people don't know that the Ziz is mentioned in the Bible. And a Ziz is like the Jewish mythology giant scary bird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say that the Ziz is what's in Jurassic World. That's what they made. Um, yeah, so that's a thing. TJ, before we get too far into this, what is the coolest dinosaur fact that you know? Other than dinosaurs have feathers. I, I released that one. What's something else that maybe most people don't know? Uh, I feel like at this point, most people know this now, but uh, velociraptors are not what you see in Jurassic Parks 1 through 3 or Jurassic World. I don't know if they did it in Dominion. Sounds like they might have, but... I can't decide. Velociraptors were like three feet tall. Covered in feathers. Um, most of what is portrayed as a velociraptor these days is a, actually a Utah raptor. Hmm. So what's yeah. a, is it, what is a Utah raptor supposed to look like? Like the velociraptors in Jurassic Parks 1 through 3. But actually a little bigger. Oh, would would they have feathers or would they still look like scaly like that? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't think we found any Utah raptor fossils with the indentations that would come from feathers, but I'm not going to rule it out because hmm. right. they're still raptors. But velociraptors would basically look like scary chickens, right? More like giant turkeys. Okay, perfect. That's what I want in my life. A giant turkey for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Do you think we would be cooking velociraptors no. for Thanksgiving? <laughs> All right. But, uh, another one. My actual favorite okay. one uh, is uh, very often in dinosaur media, you will see a stegosaurus and a T-Rex together. Uh-huh. Uh, stegosaurus and T-Rex lived farther apart from each other than we do to the T-Rex. Mm. I'm going to put you on the spot. Time-wise. Time-wise. Do you think dinosaurs were millions of years ago or are they like 6,000? 
Are you pleading the fifth? Is that what's happening right now? <laughs> I think he's pleading the fifth. We're speaking so quietly it can't be held against him. Tune into Patreon to hear our answer on that question. <laughs> now that's funny. Um, interesting. So you know a lot also, of dinosaur facts. One more thing. Okay. Spinosaurus. My favorite dinosaur in Jurassic Park 3. Completely wrong. <laughs> Wildly incorrect. What is it supposed to be? It is supposed to be like a crocodile with that giant fin on the back. Nice. Yeah. Very, which actually, they did get it kind of close in function to what we now know it does. Hmm. Uh, well, now we think it does. Uh, there's been some really, really big Spinosaurus discoveries this year in Morocco. Which, fun fact about Morocco, uh, if from where we live, South Carolina, you swam in a straight line across the ocean, you would land in Morocco. For a little context, that's how high North Africa goes. TJ's preparing for Jeopardy. Uh, not really. Um, but you, you have always known random dinosaur facts and just loved dinosaurs. And to, to the extent where when, when my wife and I are out shopping and we see dinosaur things, we're like, should we should we get that for TJ? Like we, we ponder it before we realize we're too poor to just randomly buy people stuff. TJ, why, why do you love dinosaurs? <laughs> what, what is it about dinos? Uh, dinosaurs are awesome. What a question. <laughs> <laughs> all right then that's true and because they're so awesome everyone knows i mean the, the concept for these movies are dinosaurs are awesome we found a way to bring dinosaurs back yeah there's cool research and other stuff we could do for them but if we made an amusement park about dinosaurs people would spend lots of money for that so in a way this movie is exploiting our love of dinosaurs to tell us a story of a company exploiting people's love for dinosaurs. You know what's crazy? <laughs> what? I think if Jurassic Park existed in real life, but mm -hmm. the dinosaurs looked the same as they do in the movies, I don't know if I'd go. Really? Yeah, I have the movies. That's, I mean, I guess that's true. What What if they look like they're supposed to look like? Like it's just a zoo, yeah. but with dinosaurs. Go. Okay. So... <laughs> I don't know. And, I think you know, I if I have to, to like, to go regardless. If I have to like charter a plane to get there, I'm probably not going to be able to afford to go. But if it was like Universal's Jurassic Park just started including actual dinosaurs, that'd yeah, be pretty cool for me. I'd be happy yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the themes about this though, when they first found a way to bring dinosaurs back in there, you know, they have all the excuses, which it's funny because that's what a lot of these movies do, just come up with excuses to have movies about dinosaurs. But, you know, they have the excuse of, well, it could help us with military operations. It could help us with research, figuring out how different cloning and different stuff works. It could. I don't know. There's a lot of the, some of the other excuses to make the movies are to tell stories of animal harm and abuse as opposed to how we can relate to animals, which does not work the way same way with velociraptors as it does puppies. Unlike Why? Jurassic World seems to think. Why? I don't know. That's just everything I read it says that it does not work the same way. They're more aggressive, so they wouldn't act like a puppy. Maybe not. Then how did wolves happen? I don't know. Or how did dogs happen? I don't know. It has to I start just somewhere. believe what I read on the internet <laughs> until TJ tells me not to. 
that's how, that's my like my you know that's what I believe. I mean, we don't know what Velociraptors were like, and neither do does whoever wrote that article. So that's that's pretty true. They might be right. All right, I'm backtracking my opinion. <laughs> anyway, so with all that said, one of the things when they started deciding they were going to do this DNA research, um, I can't think of a who's Goldblum's character's name. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Ian Malcolm. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm says this phrase that's like, to me, it's the phrase of the Jurassic movies. Life finds a way. And that to me is just fundamentally interesting thing to think about is that life finds a way. And it's pretty true. We look at all the things humans have been through, even in the last decade, all the things that life in general has been throughout the history of what we know the earth has gone through. It's insane that life still continues, that it evolves, that it exists the way that it does. So I wonder, TJ, what are the bound, the moral boundaries in preserving life or bringing back life of extinct animals or helping endangered animals to be reintroduced to different ecosystems? Do we have moral obligation to preserve life or to bring life back? Or should we have a moral obligation to not do that? Yeah, so... This is where I feel like my opinion differs from most people's. Mm -hmm. We are a part of the ecosystem. That's true. That's true. The things we do are ecological effects. And if that causes a species to die out, then that sucks. But that's nature now okay but what about would the human tendency to want to preserve life or to help life be reintroduced wouldn't that also be considered part of the ecosystem then yep (laughs) so doesn't that go both ways yep interesting i'm trying to figure out i think it's red wolves that they're trying to reintroduce to different parts of western america do you know off the top of your head nope I want to say it was some kind of wolf that they're trying to reintroduce. And a lot of people have problems because, hey, that's a predator. But they're like, yeah, they're starving. And this is what the ecosystem's missing. And it would actually help the overall ecosystem. I know they're trying to bring back a species of foxes. Maybe it's foxes that I'm thinking of. But so you don't think there's any moral obligation for or against it then? No. Okay. We are not nature's keepers. What about for other humans? I mean, does just humans clean each other? Is that also just part of the ecosystem? Or should that be something we care more about? No, we have laws that say that's illegal. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, outside of laws, like war and all that kind of stuff. Or is war bad? Not always. Interesting. Is it not always because of ecosystem? Or is it not always bad because sometimes there's justified war? I think sometimes there is a justified war. Do you believe everything Thomas Aquinas says? I believe nothing Thomas Aquinas says. (laughs) Sorry. For those who don't know, I'm referencing the um, just war doctrine that Thomas Aquinas built on top of what Augustine originally said. Mm -hmm. If I had to guess, TJ agreed with Augustine and not Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because you don't like Thomas Aquinas. (laughs) Yeah. Thomas Aquinas did to Jesus what the Jurassic Park movies did to Velociraptors. I just find it hilarious. That there's like this random like saint of the church or like historical figure of the church that TJ basically bullies. I'm like, yeah, I mean, he might deserve it. Sure. <laughs> Why not? 
So as I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of deeper themes throughout these movies and a lot of it kind of gets tied up in this. And what's interesting is you also see like the different iterations of the dinosaurs throughout the movie interacting with one another, like the original, like what they had for the T-Rex and different stuff fighting with like what the Jurassic world's dinosaurs were that where they like genetically spliced stuff together to where this newest movie had some of the feathered dinosaur original. And you can see all three iterations of this interact with one another, which is kind of cool as far as like generations. There have been multiple generations now that have grown up with Jurassic. So that's kind of cool. One thing I noticed as an interesting theme outside of just cool dinosaurs was the kind of the behind the scenes discussion of when we should leave something in the past, when we should leave dinosaurs extinct or bring them back, you know, where their old movies, old movie tropes or characters should be left behind for the new or, you know, whether or not we should change our own DNA to you know, update humans more or less. TJ, how do we know? when we should leave something alone, leave it in the past or when we should appreciate what we currently have or try to push for something forward. Like how do we balance past, present, future? See, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the idea that the past is in the past. Hakuna and, Matata. Yeah. There's nothing we can do to change that. So me personally, I think if it's gone, it's gone. So if you could bring back dinosaurs, you wouldn't No. They're gone for a reason. Hmm. So what about like movies? You think Star Wars could just be left in the past? We leave it alone? I think it might have been better that way. Ooh. At one point. Now, not so much. But at one point, I think it would have been better to leave it at, you know, the originals and the prequels. That is the one time where you actually can change the past, by the way. In media, you can just say that the past was something else. I would have. That is different. For me, I I think it would have been really cool if they would have left it at the original trilogy without the prequels. But then once they started making new ones, I felt like they just needed to keep doing it. But that also is just growing up at different times. And having different opinions about the prequels, which we've talked about before and we will talk about again in our drive-in series when we cover Phantom Menace together with Pastor Will, I do want to read a quote. My favorite quote, actually, is by C.S. Lewis. Surprise, surprise. And uh, he, this is from the screw tape letters. He says, gratitude looks to the past. Love to the present. Fear, avarice, lust, and ambition look ahead. And his point was more, the past is helpful so you have something to be thankful for, something to reflect on. The present is where love is. The present is where God is. But sin, and he expands on this, is is all sin happens in the future. You don't sin because you are making love, because sometimes making love is a good Christian thing to do in certain contexts. You're not sinning because you're angry or because even because you killed someone. There are contexts where God has justified that. The sin has to do with, I was afraid of something, that something could happen in the future if I didn't kill this person. Or the lust that made me want something that I don't have currently. That's what Lewis argued sin was, was these feelings, these emotions and reactions to the future stuff that hasn't happened yet. How does that sit with you, TJ? Correct. (laughs) I mean, I think largely, yes. I definitely agree. God and love is in the present. People need to be more present just here with what's happening right now. I mean, that's a practice in a lot of Eastern religions. 
also is just kind of learning how to be here, how to truly be present in the present. I definitely think sin can happen in the moment. I don't think that's, you know, always true. Only the Sith deal in absolutes kind of deal, you know. But I definitely think a lot of the times when I'm thinking about my own life and when I have sinned, it is because I was afraid that someone's going to find out that I did this. And because I'm afraid of what they will do in the future, I make a sin action now. Or because I can't wait for my future wife or whatever. I don't know what's going to happen. I lust after something now. Or I don't know. I can't think of other examples. TJ, do you have other examples? No, I think the idea behind what he was saying is that you will always sin again. Not that you will never sin in the present. That's true. But yeah, it's interesting though. As far as God and love being in the present, how how do you think people can be more present in the present? Just enjoy the world around you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What I'm thinking of, I feel like a lot of people have too many distractions. They're always on their phone, texting people, worried about the next thing they're going to do. Or, you know, even people I know are eating breakfast, worried about what they're going to do for lunch. Is that you? Typically, no. I typically wait till the second after breakfast to to worry about lunch. Mm. I like to plan ahead, though. Like, that is actually a big fault of mine. And you know, having gone to Disney with me, I have this tendency that I want to plan every second of the day. Like, I don't want to go to Disney until I know, like... On Monday, what we're going to be doing Friday at 1233, you know, like, but that's me trying to control the future. And I I feel like that's problematic and it gets in the way of me enjoying what's happening currently. It's actually a big problem I have with all vacations is I have a hard time enjoying myself in the moment because I'm too worried about what's going to happen next. How do we, how do we better do better to not worry about what happens next? I mean, with all the stuff with the phones and Facebook constantly reminding us of what's next, how do we? Slow down. It's very simple. Mm -hmm. Whatever happens is going to happen. So just deal with it. You don't think we should put our phones down more or anything like that? Just worry less? Just worry less. All right. It's a lot harder than it sounds, but. You heard it it here. Original TJ Blackwell quote, don't worry about a thing. Mm -hmm. Mm Because every little thing is going to be all right. Yeah. I remember when I said that. TJ original. Just trust us. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, did you have anything else to add or you think we can uh, go ahead and wrap this up? Uh, Well, I think a big part of it, uh, your outlook on life, uh, you cannot control the actions of your environment or those around you, but you can control your reactions. That makes all the difference. What do you mean? You can't control what anyone else is going to do, but you can control what you're going to do. Hmm. That's true. So, yeah. Also, I do want to be clear before we before we move on. It's not a sinful or bad to worry about what's next. It is not bad to make plans with your friends for Friday night. Like, that's not what we're saying. Yes, it is. I think the problem is when you're making plans for your friends Friday night while you're Tuesday night at dinner with your family and you're so worried about who's going to do what Friday that you haven't enjoyed your family Tuesday night when you were having dinner with your family. There's a time and place for everything. And there are certain times that we need to learn to stop, slow down and just don't worry about what's happening next. Just enjoy the present. 
I'm just going to keep quoting TJ the rest of the day. It seems to help me do better at life. TJ and Jesus. We're going to put that on a t-shirt. Patrons beware. Yeah, that's what I do. I'm just kidding. We're not doing that. <laughs> I usually just listen to what I say. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> do you? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like pretty, pretty solid advice. Yeah. Bad things happen when I don't. I mean, I can imagine that it does seem pretty true. You seem to say pretty level headed. So I would always, I would listen to TJ unless it just sounds like he's blatantly wrong or going against the Bible. You should still listen to me, even if I am do sound blatantly wrong, because I'm not. Uh, <laughs> but if you're going against the Bible, but I if can, I'm committing blasphemy, right? yeah, that's, you know. <laughs> I like how Clearly. this episode went from praising Jurassic movies to praising TJ. I think that was the goal, right? <laughs> That's why we yeah. all showed up for this. Yeah. Guys, go out, enjoy some big dinosaurs, enjoy the moment, and think about what TJ would have you do. What would TJ do? Don't do that either. Don't do Stick that. Stick to what Jesus would do. <laughs> all right, guys. That being said, I think we're good for the wrap up. TJ, do you have any recommendations for people listening? Yeah, go read Bleach. All right. My or recommendation is going to be super simple. Read the Jurassic Park book. Oh, yeah. I'm changing mine. The Jurassic Park book is great. Yeah. Yeah. Do Ian that. Malcolm goes all in on fractalization and it makes the book so much more interesting. Also, if you're like me, your imagination imagines the, the dinosaurs a lot cooler than even the movie does. And the movie's great. <laughs> yeah. So that being said, if you want to hear more from TJ and I, you can go to systematicgeekology.org, hit the drop down menu where it says host, has everything we're on, which is pretty much this show and the whole church podcast. So you can also just look it up if you wanted. And uh, go also on our website. You can go over and let us know what you've been geeking out on, what you would like us to be geeking out on. And do, do us all a favor. While you're enjoying the moment, also remember that you are a chosen person. We are all a chosen people, a geekdom of priest. This was an Anazal Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazal Ministries podcast network.